Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today, we are talking part two of Dark Souls 2, Scarlet First Sin Edition, Hyper Fighting, Championship Mode, 1v1, Final Destination, Fox Only. DX! Oh, I forgot the DX, I'm sorry. Brought to you by Verizon. And with me to go on this journey through the bosses of Dark Souls 2 is my good friend who is naked and continually rolling, Craig. Hello, I'm naked and continually rolling. Yeah, it, you're really going to have to use like the theater of the mind thing there because <laughs> we can't show you. Now, uh, do remember this is not a comparison to base Dark Souls 2 to Scholar Dark Souls 2. It's We're just taking Scholar as a new game because for Craig... This is a new game. That is. It's nice. It's nice having new games to play. Alright, so first off, let's let's um, do a quick refresher on what builds you used to tackle all these bosses. Yeah, I was a naked, rolling, <laughs> de dexterity-built, rolling slicing machine. Um, so just, uh, I think, it, whatever katana it was, it was a katana. Like the Uchikatana, not the Uchikatana because that had too much strength requirements. It was one of the Katanas and that was pretty much it. I had a couple of backup weapons after realising that your weapons break really easily, which was nice. So I had a rapier, which was always good. Um, yeah, and my main tactic for every single boss is to roll towards them, stab them, and then stay as close to them as humanly possible unless they do an area of effect attack. We'll talk about how well some of them uh, telegraph that because, mm -hmm. boy, bosses in this are very polite. They're just like, look, guys, I'm going to do an explosion. Mm -hmm. So if you want to stand uh -huh. back. Oop, there it goes. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, uh, I I ran a double poison cestus slash bleed claw build. So my tactic was always the same unless it was like the rotten or sin or something like that. It was to pound them in the back of the head until they were poisoned, and then repeatedly stab them with claws until they died. Uh, this is a bit of a boner move, because I forgot how kind of ineffective Bleed is in Dark Souls 2 when it's not up against another player. Because do you know what Bleed does in Dark Souls 2, Craig? Actually, no, I've got no idea. I never, I never, never used it. Never got it. I take it it's not just... The same as anything else. So for instead of uh, later games where, like in, let's say, uh, Frenzy in Bloodborne, where you build up a meter and then blam, you just use lose a bunch of health, right? Um, that's the way Bleed worked in Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 3, and I believe in Elden Ring too. In this, yeah. it it's always a flat amount instead of a percentage. So you, it always does like 200 damage and then slows stamina regeneration. So if it's in PvP, that's a big deal. Bosses, however, yeah. give no shits about stamina regeneration. So I, I did I did bork my build a little bit and I used that build until I got to the DLC where I'm like, ah, let's do something different. So I went with a big old Mastodon halberd and just started clunking people outside the head with it. <laughs> Worked out fairly well. Yeah. And uh, and you didn't change up your build for the DLC at all? You were just like, eh, this is working? Nope. 
it's work, it worked all the way through that game and every other from game I've played. So I just kept on rolling with it. Uh, however, we do have breaking news from the field. Uh, Craig may have used his first spell in Dark Souls 3, which he is currently playing through now. Dave, I should just point out, you know how I, I managed to get the spell into that up on the... Just a bit of background. I had to ask Dave what up in the D-pad was because I've played so many of these and it's always just been empty. <laughs> I had to... I attuned, did I attune a spell? I don't know. I yep. did it at a bonfire and I still haven't figured I, out how to... You haven't actually you know, cast it yet. Yeah, I haven't cast it. <laughs> I don't have enough... Because the, the way my build is, I've only got endurance and dexterity. Everything else is at like... Six, seven, eight, or ten. You know, like really yeah. low on everything else. So, I, I, yeah, baby steps. We're we're making baby steps. You we're have it equipped. Steps. It's attuned. Uh-huh. All right, it we'll re- get there. I really, I really want. I really want to try like a magic build in one of these games. I don't know what one. Whether it will be three or Elden Ring or something, but it just. I want to try it, and I was really excited. And then, I re- like my FP bar, I now know what it is. Has, I've never upgraded it, and it's never moved. It's I've, I've never <laughs> used that bar. Oh, so you don't even in in. Oh boy, we're talking about three, but you don't even use the weapon arts. No, is yeah. what's the, is that L two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I I don't like what I've got. I've got dual swords. And I don't like what it's what it does. I prefer my L one and R ones. So are you going? Oh boy, this is Dark Souls three talk. So yeah, but you could do that thing where you you dual wield. Like there's a special dagger in Dark Souls three that gives you that bloodborne uh, quick step, and you could just have that in your offhand, and just never attack with it, but always have that L two for a quick dash kind of thing. Um, yeah, okay, right, I might try, because I've got that, that's the harp thing, of that, yes, I've been, yeah, I okay, yeah, that, and that, and that does, like, I love sidestepping, anyway, we should really not, because yes. this is, this is, how many minutes have we been recording, yeah, nearly know. eight, oh, geez. Oh, oh god, okay, so, getting back to Dark Souls 2, Craig, Craig, stop making us talk about Dark Souls 3, mm-hmm. this was your first From game that is straight souls as opposed to Bloodborne and Elden Ring, which take arguably they inherit boss yeah, ideas yeah. from both franchises. So this is your first straight souls. Let's go through the souls bosses and see what you think of each boss. Um, okay. We're not really going to talk too much about an area unless it's a really big area of note. Like, I mean, we could talk about the first area, which is like forest of fallen giants, but what would we say about it? Uh, it's a castle. Uh, lots of castles yeah. in this game. Lots. And you have aversions to castles. Like, I remember when you were playing Elden Ring, you're like, oh my gosh, more castles. Yeah. Do you I still have that aversion? Um, probably to, now that I've now that I've been playing a bit more, probably to a lesser extent. But it's something about castles I just find so cliched and just done to death castles and knights patrolling it and there's they've got halberds and they're on the ramparts it's just stop you're gonna just, you're gonna arouse me craig uh, <laughs> maybe it's just because you're from the land of castles maybe, maybe that's maybe. it 
I mean, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, cathedrals. Give me a give me a town full of cathedrals, and I'll, I'll go. Oh, for okay. It. <laughs> um, so does that also carry over to like the Eastern style castle? I mean, like Neo. I mean, does that carry over to? Oh, it's just a no. Japanese castle. No, it's just a it's just the stereotypical Knights of the Round Table castle type thing. Well, that's fair enough. Okay, so uh, Forest of the Fallen Giants is a castle, uh, sort mm-hmm. of. There's lots of brick and mortar work. It's a level. You'll get through it. Anyway, first boss, which is the last giant? Depending on if or yeah. not you do the mini boss. Did you do the pursuer in the Forest of Fallen Giants? No. No, it did not do the pursuer. The first time I, I met the pursuer was... Um... Later on? Yep, but I can't remember where. We'll get to it's it. A, it's sure. also in the Forest okay. of Fallen Giants. It's just afterwards where you know you get you go under that little crack and there he is with the ballistas and everything. But you can fight him. Um, is, he can be the first boss in the game actually because you can just walk up and there. He, oh no! The eagle drops him off. That and, it, are you talking about where the ballistas and stuff are? You okay. Go up the stairs and then. Oh. If you fought him as a mini-boss, he didn't have a cutscene or a health bar. Oh, right. No, he did have a cut. Okay, right. Yeah. I, okay. Didn't, I didn't see that at this point. Okay. Okay. All right. So your first boss was The Last Giant. Um, yeah. I like The Last Giant. Um, mm-hmm. I like how your first boss in the game gets recontextualized by almost the last boss in the game. Because the first time you walk in, your first thing is, oh, this guy is pissed for some reason. I mean, he just yeah. goes bonkers in that cutscene. Um, I would imagine for you, not much of a uh, challenge? Um, yeah, not, not a challenge. And it was like the chipping away at the ankles, rolling between his legs. Like, I like, that's where it gets kind of semi-interesting is if you can roll between his legs. I kind of like that because it's it puts you in a really safe position quite quickly. Until later on when people start kicking in the face and stuff like that. But for this, yeah, just a it was just a, a doddle. Um poor poor last giant. Yeah, yeah, poor poor gets it twice. Um mm-hmm. I mean I mean I remember like like I I liked how he rips off his arm to give you reach. Yeah, yeah. I I don't really see how that helps because you're generally right under his taint. So yeah. ripping off the But it did remind me of Bloodborne. They they redo used that in Bloodborne with um Amygdala, mm-hmm. where she rips off her two arms, and there I think it was a little more successful. But as a first boss, now that you've experienced this, as a first boss, does the last giant rank for you at all? No, no, not at all. It's in that kind of sweet spot of bosses that I don't like, which is big, easy telegraphed moves and lumbering. Like if they're big and they hit hard but slowly, that's a that's just like a oh, okay, combo type. Like, I just... It's not challenging. The challenge is on the faster or more combos or weird mechanics is what I like, rather than just a big guy that hits you. Yeah, uh, this will come out very quickly. Uh, Craig likes his dorks in armor, and I like my ankle slappers. Um, Yeah, I I much prefer the... All right. I'm going to tell you this move is coming 45 minutes before it gets here. But if you get hit by it, you're sunk. Yeah. I, I much more enjoy yeah. that. The uh, thing that's... I'm not going to... Oh, sorry. I'm just going to say, just on that note, I 
because I'm playing so many of these games in succession or in close enough succession, I still had, you know, that Elden Ring delayed attack thing built in. So the guy <laughs> raises club. And I was waiting a wee second for the Elden Ring pause, if we could call it that. I, but that pause never really comes. They just hit you. So it took a wee, a wee bit of reprogramming to remember that Elden Ring was special and it's delayed attacks. Um, Elden Ring is not special and it's delayed attacks, <laughs> but you will find that out in Sekiro. Sekiro is where they decided to go, you know what? What if we have him raise the sword and then wait five minutes to hit you with it? It, it just <laughs> totally screws you up. <laughs> yeah, it's just the worst. But it's enjoyable, but the worst. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so uh, then we have the Pursuer. Uh, I remember, and, and this is a time long ago, I remember being scared of the Pursuer. I remember going, oh man, I gotta do the Pursuer next. Okay, let's make sure I have all my consumables. I have enough life. Now, you walk in and you slap them around a little bit, and then you're done. Like, it, it's it's yeah. amazing. Um, what makes the Pursuer special, I think, is A, the, that arena. Like, because you can kill them with the Ballista. Yep. And if you're in multiplayer... You can accidentally kill your friends with the ballista. It, it doesn't have any uh, differentiation there. <laughs> and in the base game, this was it. You never saw the pursuer again. Oh, really? Yeah, I much. I I like him as like a, a semi Mister X type. Yeah, I'm just going to pop in and try and kill you. And it's always when you've got like a hundred thousand souls, and you're like, I'm not now pursuer. I I mean, yeah, as you say that. The benefit, it really is, he's kind of an easy boss. I preferred him to The Last Giant because at least he tries to lunge at you and do a wee bit of, you know, like, rolling and moving like a enemy would. Uh, but yeah, really super, super telegraphed moves again, which made it more simple. And it makes it the challenge when he kind of invades your game at a later point. You know you can beat him. But all of a sudden you're doing it on his terms because he's just dropped into like whatever keep you know, or um, the iron keep I think he drops into and the, the lost bestial like, yeah the bunch the of lost, voices yeah and you're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you have to fight him on the ledge uh, in Lost Bastille mm -hmm. I, I love that fight the only thing I don't like is that dark attack he does where he like you know puts his arms back and then all those little dark. Humanity sprites yeah. come out. And like, I, I can never dodge those things. Slow-moving homing projectiles are my <laughs> downfall. I can't dodge them to save my life. Um, but yeah, I, I like to... Uh, the things that make him special are... He does that cool three-hit combo. With, he does have that delayed last hit where he spins while he's in yep. the air. I love dodging that combo. It is just so fun to mm -hmm. do. Uh, in terms of... Oh, you know what we should say up front, Craig? Well... If you had trouble with any of these bosses, this is not us saying, ha, 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 you're bad, we're oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I die embarrassingly large amounts of times in these games. I, I kept track for Dark Souls 2, and even though I never got stuck on a boss, I died 89 times. Because Dave does dumb things all the time. Dave's like, ah, we can make that jump. I don't need Estus Flask, it's fine, I've still got ha Oh, nope, there we go. Let's do Amana with fist weapons. Like, I, I I just do dumb things. I'm not good at these games. Craig, on the other hand, is good at these games. At certain aspect, but, but that's that's prefaced with the fact that we play completely differently. Like, my challenge is, as I say, footballing through an area to get to a boss, and more often than not, that'll involve 
rolling off of cliffs or the amount of enemies that are in the per like if you see a wee glowing thing and you're like I'm going to pick that up the amount of enemies that poke you off a cliff are unreal like it's <laughs> happened so they're just perfectly placed to time in and poke you off the cliff when you pick something up um, so I, I, I die a lot as well but just not at bosses a yeah, lot which, but which, does. no 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 that's perfectly fine um Again, we're gonna play Monster Hunter Iceborne, and you're, oh my god, I'm gonna yeah. laugh. Oh, but, I'll die. Um, it is interesting how a skill set from a game not in this series, just further on in its timeline, has almost made you immune to a lot of these boss tricks yeah. because you haven't actually been stuck on a boss in Dark Souls Two, right? Like you kind of just meandered oh, your no, way I through it. There was one that I did get stuck on for I don't know Ooh. why reasons. We'll we can talk, talk about, about it later. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So after uh, we're following my playthrough through this. So if you okay. did your areas in a little bit different, we'll just you know whatever. It's kind of open. Um, I did Hyde's Tower of Flame next because I wanted to check out the miracles and um, didn't end up buying any of them. I like this area quite a bit because this this seems like it is made to discourage your style of play. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I still managed it, but the run all the way through that is horrifying because those at this point in the game, I had still only leveled up a couple of times and I am sprinting. Those nights will one-shot me and I'm sprinting <laughs> for my dear life. I didn't realise there was levers yep. or levers. Because you so didn't kill anybody, I just, yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't kill anyone until after. The, it's the same way. I didn't kill anyone at all in that area until I beat the boss, and then I've got my warm, comfy bonfire that I can work. Because half the time, if you spawn at a boss bonfire, everyone's facing the wrong way, so you get a few backstabs in as well. <laughs> oh, so you're a bastard! Is uh, what so you're yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, that the the area is definitely meant to discourage running through it. You're supposed to tease out one enemy at a time, I feel, and fight them in a safe space because there's a lot of mini areas that you can easily roll off of. You can yep. get trapped. You can get stuck. Um, it's just not a it's not a friendly place. Um, I can I I mean, I forgot about having to kill the dragon. To, to unlock the lever mm -hmm. to get to the um, last dragon slayer. So I did that thing where I'm yeah. running up, I'm running up, I'm like, haha, oh, there's no lever. And then it was just like three hide knights and four stone knights all piling in behind the dragon. Oh. It, it, was, it was not good. Yeah. Um, did you, out of curiosity, since all the games you've played after this, dragons are kind of a, uh oh, big set piece thing. Did it throw you off here to be like, hey, there's a dragon in this beginning area? Okay. So I didn't notice the dragon until like I don't know Jeez. seven or eight seven or eight bosses because I was running um, seven or eight bosses easily. I didn't notice. I didn't even see the bonfire when you enter the area and you walk along and the bonfires down on the right. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. I was too busy running away from the night. Oh my god! Straight, straight, <laughs> straight into the boss arena. So seven or eight bosses later. I then look at my trophy list because I thought I'll have a look, and I've I've there's clearly a gap because <laughs> most of them are in order, um, and I looked and I was like, oh my god, there's a dragon, 
didn't have any problems with it because by the time I went back, I bow and arrowed him to death from far enough away that he couldn't hurt me. You little cheater. You're supposed to fight him in honourable combat, Craig, and you just plunk, plunk, plunk until he died. I'm not... Like, dragons haven't been the same since Skyrim because they did dragons right. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a joke. That is my, my trigger phrase. Um, oh, no. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to, to kill someone now or just sit here and, and bite... <laughs> my hand until I don't say anything. Moving on from that. Okay, so oh, let's God. do the Dragon Rider. Yeah. Um this this is yeah. ki- kind of a cool boss where they show, hey, you can infect the environment to affect difficulty if you need to. Which you didn't notice. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I he's know. a bit of a doddle. I, I, <laughs> he's a bit of a doddle. And it it did fit my playstyle exactly because Wherever he is, I'm rolling towards him and I'm clipping around him and I'm rolling towards him. Like, I never had a point where I thought, I'm going to roll off the side, which, because his moveset is mostly directed. It's like poking and prodding and, you know, like slashing. There's nothing that makes you think, I need to get away from him. So it's yeah. quite good to just stay tight. Um, the bit when I killed him, then I cleared out the area and then I pulled all the levers to raise the bits. I was like, oh <laughs> my God. I can't believe because it was you that said did you, you didn't pull the levers like, no what levers <laughs> yeah he's very much demonstrating roll through the attack not away from or you mm-hmm. know along with uh, but yeah he's he's very simple now um, yeah so before we move any further what was your heuristic on oh wait you were Covenant of Champions weren't you so you didn't summon NPCs no I didn't know you could summon NPCs until most of the way through the game because I didn't realise that being hollowed or whatever... Is it hollowed in this one? Yeah, it's hollowed. you hollowed. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realise that that meant that you couldn't see... You couldn't see um, NPC summon signs or any summon signs. So I just... I didn't summon anyone until later on. And and then I at that point, I felt like summoning was not cheating... But I just felt like it wasn't the aim of the game. And you've changed my mind on that. Like, I've summoned a couple of people now into fights in Dark Souls 3. And there's actual, like, character progression and side quest progression that yep. comes from summoning people. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, shit, what have I missed? Because I've, I've been summoned into their worlds as well to beat certain bosses. And I'm like, this is amazing. I never <laughs> missed this until now. Uh, that also happens here. Uh, in Dark Souls 2, you actually, you can roll up and it actually invade one of the NPCs like you were invading another player. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, I, I have come a long way in my thoughts on summons. I was the, uh, well, let's just say it. I was the neckbeard. It's like, you haven't truly beaten the game unless you've done it solo. Um, because, well, that was in fashion. Um, I think now, like, like in Dark Souls 2, like, I rolled up with a crew. Like, to every boss fight I could, I was just like, look, I've, I've beaten you before. We're going to do this with a crew. Uh, like, like the end boss, it was, like, me and three other guys. And we're just like, yeah, whatevs. <laughs> it, it, it was a ton of fun. Um, because, I mean, you got to fight next to Vengarl with his head. And Benhart and Lucatiel, like, like all the characters, like, yeah, let's have the, It's kind of like, you know, summoning Onion Boy from Dark Souls 3. You're just like, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I really I really enjoyed it, especially like Onion Boy and that. And then it it made me start remembering, you know, like Starscar Dradhorn that you have to you're supposed to summon people. That's the point of that is you get into battle with your crew. Yeah, you, you get all the people there and then you summon them all in. And it made me feel like I've missed not missed out in a bit probably or missed out because you get a bit of banter. Like when you you go into one of their worlds, they're like, "I knew it would be you, right?" Yeah, let's do this together. And I'm like, even just we throwaway comments like that are quite impactful because there's not a lot in Dark Souls other than those wee snippets. I it, it's also I always nowadays I I kind of view it as a reward for oh you're completing this quest line. Your reward is you guys get to do a boss fight together, kind of thing. Um. Uh, so moving on to the next boss fight, I have a little bit of an yep. anecdote of like another reason why I think Dark Souls 2 is special. Uh, so The Last Dragon Slayer. Uh, no spoilers matter in this anymore. It's a very old game. Um, he's a very important boss from Dark Souls 1, right? Like he was the okay. wall in Dark Souls 1. It was him. Uh, it was two-person boss fight. He was one of them. The other one was a big fat guy. Um <laughs> That's why you might see, like, like Where's Fatty or Beanpole and Fatty. You know, you'll see, like, little comments on the ground. Uh, anyway, so when we when this first came out on the 360, uh, me and a friend were playing through it together, but not together. We were just on voice chat talking with each other, going, okay, let's both hit Hades. And then, you know, we're both working through it. And he got the Dragon Slayer first, and he's all like, dude, dude. Uh, his name is Ornstein from Dark Souls 1. He's like, Ornstein is here. And I flipped shit on on spoilers. Like, ah, oh, dude, I'm right here. Spoilers. And I made a complete and utter ass of myself. And my friend kindly pointed out, you're being a complete dickhead about spoilers. And this is the game that made me really evaluate how I deal with spoilers. Because... I used to view spoilers as, ah, somebody's just being a dick and yelling Dumbledore dies. You know, the whatever, they're getting some satisfaction. But then you end up realizing, no, this is just my friend who's really excited to talk about it. I would be a dick to say, nope, haven't been there. We're not talking about it yet. And so, like, ever since that point and Dark Souls 2, I've been very much, I don't care about spoilers. You're excited to talk about it. Let's talk about it kind of thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Dark Souls 2 helped me grow as a person, I feel. And the boss fight didn't help me grow at all because it's also a little embarrassing. Not, not, not like you know. It's a terrible boss. It's just, oh, you're you're kind of easy now. Kind of thing. I I take it at that level. Yeah. You had no trouble with old Ornstein. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely no no trouble at all. I'm really sorry for dissing you, Ornstein, and missing you out, and then making fun of you. It just it just wasn't a problem. And the fact that I arrived with like all my Estus flasks and everything <laughs> because I shot the dragon from afar, like. The whole thing felt cheesy. Yeah, I, 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 I take it you didn't fuck around with the Covenant of Blue at all, like the the guy that's behind no, him. No. It's like, okay, yeah, that's right. Um, I tried because I, when by the time I figured out what the covenants were, I ended up leaving the original covenant and joining the covenants to see that what I could do. And then I realized you got a trophy for every covenant you discovered. So I was like, right now I've got to find them. Um, but I'll. I think are most of the covenants did they not feel like they're uh like PvP covenants as opposed to most of them are I mean you did yeah. the covenant champions which is a PvE 
Um, the mm-hmm. Sunlight Bros are PvE because you just help people do bosses. Um, but yeah. most of them, you're all right. Most of them in this are, and then there's Dark Diving, which is also another PvE one. But most of them are PvP of some flavor. Like, um, yeah. Even 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 Dark Souls three, like even the Purple Bros. I never got the point of the Purple Bros. I, I don't think they're. <laughs> I I don't I don't get them. It's just. Like, do you know what they do, by the way? I've read them all, but they all seem like they're PvP things. Like, it's always, like, you can invade other people, or you get invaded, or there's, you can go to places where there's heaps of people fighting type thing. Like, it all feels very odd. Um, the Purple Bros are special because they are both. They can interact with your world and help you with a boss, but they can also kill you. Ah, uh, okay. So they're, they're like the mad, the the crazy group where it's just like, ah, I'm a wild card, you know, kind of thing. Um, just don't summon them and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, um, like like this, in the Scholar version, it's where you started having your pretty big like four-on-four uh, PvP matches and stuff like that. And like, sorry to everybody out there that's a PvP person. I don't play these games for that. I'll play a fighting game if I want that. Uh, this, this to me always feels laggy and choppy and kind of squiffy in terms of like how you can manipulate it. So it, in the end, it's just not fun for me. Have you done PvP at all, Craig? No, no, none, none whatsoever. I think I've been invaded by a human. Um, I think. The, that's the thing. It was a, a red person in Dark Souls 3. It's the first time that it ever, ever, ever happened. I think I got invaded by a human. And then I, I killed them. But it was really choppy because I'm on my crap internet. So it was, like, really laggy and stuff. I, I, lots in Elden Ring. Like, I did a heap of stuff in Elden Ring. And I did a lot of, like, getting summoned for bosses in Bloodborne. Like, I fought every boss tens of times. And you never, you never did PvP in Bloodborne? Nope. Okay. I never, never, ever saw the point. Um, well, the point, the point is always the covenants, right? Like, I mean, you can get unique spells, unique armor, unique weapons, that kind of thing. So it, it's always going to be that. Like in uh, Dark Souls Two, if you do, if you help thirty people with boss fights, then you get a unique miracle that you can't get anywhere else. So it's that kind of thing. It's like, oh, I'm doing a miracle build. I guess I'll join the Sunbros kind of thing. So after you go through uh, Hyde's Tower of Flame, you end up at the Pirate Bay, and then you get shut down, yes. and then you're like, well, I guess I'll go to No Man's Wharf. Um, this yeah. might be one of my favorite areas, just because yeah. of what happens in it. So you do you want to explain what's unique about it? Because I'm talking a whole bunch. Yeah, no, it's fine. So yeah, all right. Well, I hope the unique thing is the same as what I think the unique thing is. So you arrive at No Man's Pirate Wharf, and it's a wharf. There's water. There's a pirate boat off, being bathed in moonlight, and there's lots of enemies just basically kind of dossing about that you've got to kill. So maybe me footballed my way through it, randomly turning left and right and getting blocked in places. And eventually you get to the very top of this kind of like staged area of houses and shacks and paths. And there's a bell. You ring the bell. And lo and behold, you get a cutscene of the pirate boat coming into dock. I thought that was incredible. Like the <laughs> boss was obviously going to be on the pirate ship. Absolutely, I just, yeah. 
I just thought of all the things, like it's up up there for me with things like um, an Elden Ring when the whole building turns upside down or and even, see, even in Dark Souls 3 when you pull one of the levers and the tower you're on twizzles like a corkscrew up the way. <laughs> yep. Any any of those big environmental moving set pieces I love. I just think it's great. So I, I had an absolute barrel of laughs with that. And then from where you are with the bell, you can roll off a few roofs and run over straight into the boss fight. So I'm assuming the moving pirate ship is the unique. Oh, oh actually. And oh, it's, sorry, I was just going to say as well. And the bit that I didn't engage with until after I beat the boss, obviously, is you can then go back and light all of the, because it's pitch black and you have to light all the torches and then they stay lit. They're permanently lit for you for that playthrough. Uh, there's also that if you have a Ferris Lockstone, you can light the giant chandelier in the area that just lights the whole place up. Did you do that? Nope. I yep. didn't really use my Ferris Locksmith stones because I was always worried that I used it on a... <laughs> some of them, you open up and it's like a trap or it's one of the pools that you stand in to heal and you're like, I did not need this right now. I wanted it to be something awesome. So I, I tried to not use them. Oh yeah, so so when you light the whole when you light the the big old chandelier and it's like whoosh, you just audibly start hearing all those poor little guys just start hissing and 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 screaming. The little <gasps> my favorite boys, the gangly boys. Yeah, I yeah. love those guys. Um, this is also the place where you meet Gavlan, and he will be mm-hmm. a true bro for you the entire time. Yep, Gavlan wheel, Gavlan steel, deal. Sir, he would never steal from you. I don't know what he does with all the the swords that I sold him, but I'm sure he's yeah. got a perfectly legitimate business. So yeah, Gavlin Gavlin was one of the things that I really I really liked the character, but I really hated the mechanic of having to wait to sell stuff. Like I like selling stuff. I'm a fan of selling all my duplicate swords and selling all my duplicate. Like I love selling all that stuff. I even sell most of my consumables because I just don't get any use out of them. An early game. Selling a few consumables could mean an extra level. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, especially if you have your build, your build already in your brain. It was like, well, I yeah. definitely don't need this armor or this sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, the purveyor of poison knives, and God bless the man, because I I pincushioned a lot of people mm-hmm. in this run. Because when you're just using fist weapons, boy, you got no range. Um, yeah. So I used Gavilan quite a bit when he gets to the uh, Doors of Pharos. And I was just like, all right, just let me swing yeah. by, spend my 30,000 souls on getting 99 throwing knives, and we're good. Um, wow. The boss I fight... Did... I, I've never thrown a knife in this. Oh, my like, gosh. I've, I've always had thrown knives. I've never used them. I've never used any of the bombs, or any, you know, like a black fire bomb or whatever. I don't use any of that stuff. Uh, and Dark Souls 3 used them on the Puss of Man, guys, and they freak out. Oh, really? Yeah, like they have special animations and everything where they catch fire and they flail around and they're trying to put it oh. out. and It's okay. it's pretty cool. That's that's a, that's a good shout because those guys are really cool but really annoying. They are assholes. Uh, yeah. What's not an asshole is the Flexile Sentry. <gasps> I love this. Can I, can I explain <laughs> this guy? Because you... Yeah, you, yeah. you, you I re- this was where the first boss where I went, yes... It's alive, Dark Souls. Because for a bit of background, I did play a good chunk of Dark Souls 1, but I gave up because I started getting, I found it really, 
a bit buggy, a bit glitchy, but it was really naffly, what's the word, stagnant in its boss. Oh my God, I'm going to say something that's going to get people (laughs) emailing in. It's very prescriptive in its boss AI. Yeah, and that is the bit I don't like, as I said at the start. So that's why the Dark Souls 1 is an amazing game, but it didn't suit me. So Dark Souls 2, I come to it and the... But I'm saying that to cover myself. So oh, okay. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Jesus. Well, we want people to write that in. Out now. Maybe we'll be the one podcast that's like Dark Souls 1. It's kind of janky now. It is kind of janky. Anyway, so Dark Souls 2, you start it and you got Big Tree Man, and I'm like, oh no. And then there's a knight, and I was like, he's a bit easy. Flexile Sentry is fantastic. It's the first one where you go, oh, fuck because my tactic is to run around someone's back <laughs> and yep. hit them and run around someone's back and hit them so the flexile sentry is a boss it's an armor clad knight looking thing that if you st- stood face on as you do you stand face on and you're like i can i can take you i'm gonna roll around your back but he's holding a big mace in one hand or a club or something and then at- fused to his back is a mirrored another knight guy with two katanas so he's slicing about the place. The other guy's clubbing, big sweeping moves. It's a fantastic... And he changes it up randomly. You'll be hitting away and then all of a sudden he'll turn around and start slicing at you and then he'll turn... I, I love that because it makes you adapt and fight. This is the kind of boss I really like. It makes you think and adapt. I I love the design of the flex side. I like mm-hmm. even some of the animations where let's say the club side is attacking you. The guy with the scimitars does this thing. Like when he reaches up behind his back and then stabs uh-huh. in front. It's like, Hey, that's a great animation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Me, me and Luca Teal kind of made mincemeat of him. Uh, he tried <laughs> and he looked really cool, but yeah, yeah, this is very much a, I like this concept a lot more than I like <laughs> the fight. Yeah. It, I definitely like, as soon as you click at what's going on, if you can't go for the back of the front, then you go you for know, the sides. The side. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And I think the one thing that helps in this boss, the mo- boss fight the most, is there's a pillar that you can hide behind if you need to. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact that he shows up later as just regular. Oh, wait. Oh, that's great as well. Yeah. Oh well. Can we does see he? that? He does. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, he does. On the way to um, the poisoned, pulled person, when you go down into the sewers, there's one on the okay. left, and there's one somewhere else when you exit out and you go into the woods or something. I think there's one out there as well. Okay, because uh, I know we said we weren't going to do this, but in the base game, he was there was like three or four of them in the game. Okay. Like like yeah, when he went di- to go to the Shrine of Winter, he was the one instead of that white phantom guy. Mm-hmm. He was there. Like there were. Yeah. Okay. And before you go to the Lost Sinner, he was there. Oh, he's there in the is the Lost Sinner the one where you go down through the thing and then over the bridge to the and it's the poison yeah, pool. It's, no, no, no. That it's the lady with the bug that crawls in the eye. That's the Lost Sinner. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. I anyway, think, we can. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to him. Uh, so at this point, uh, this is where my brain always lets me down, and it's like, okay, Lost Bastille is next. Which exit do I take? Because, because. I got two versions of this in my brain because in the base game they weren't connected, but in this they're connected. Um, So which way did you go first, by the way? (laughs) Right, so the boat comes in, I kill Rune Sentinel. Nope, you killed Flexile Sentry. Killed Flexile Sentinel. 
Flexel Sentry, Rune Sent. What? Who's the Rune Sentinel? Uh, that's the three. The the gold armor with the sorry, oh, yeah, long right, hammers. Okay, yeah. Sorry, so I kill Flexel Sentry. And then this is the point where I depart and go back to the uh, go back to the pursuer boss area. And you know, there's the the bird set. The bird takes you to the Lost Bastille. Mm-hmm. I went back to the Lost Bastille the other way, and then finished it, and then figured out that you could make the boat move. Like I did oh. the Lost Bastille before before getting to the Lost Bastille via the, with the boat. Okay. All right. So you definitely didn't run into Lucatiel in the Lost Bastille. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's there in that, you know, that tower that connects the two if you have the key? Like the two halves, you could say? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's she's hanging out in there, and she's, you know, like, hey, how you doing, buddy? My brother's really cool. Uh... But, yeah, um, so I went I went the, the boat way because I am a man of the sea, and mm-hmm. um, I like the run up there better because you go through and you got all those empty cells, and you're like, all right, something's going on here. Um, yeah. And then you have to deal with that terrible area where you drop down and there's all those dogs there and then you just want to kill yourself uh your favorite enemy is also here uh mr splody man oh mr splod see the explody people honestly Uh oh the amount of time i I even did the one where you're in a wee tight corridor and there's one of them on the left and he's making a noise and i did i walked up to the cell i stopped i turned around to look at him and exploded right in my face (laughs) Very rude, very rude guy. Very yeah, rude. when you drop down into a room and you're like, uh oh, there's like six yeah. of these guys here. I love that. I love that part of it. Um, I I can't. This is one of those few places where I don't have a mental map. This place confuses the ever loving hell out of me. Okay, I just can't map this out of my brain because you're going up and over and down mm-hmm. and around. Either way, you bumble your way to the ruined sentinels boss fight. Um. I like these guys' designs quite a bit, and I, I think I even like the fight quite a bit. Like, you don't fight against yeah. three bosses very often. How did you yeah. take this? Okay, so I I, I know you, we've had constant conversations about me not liking multiple boss fights, but I mm-hmm. actually like this one because they were slightly different. One of them's magic wielding, and two of them are very physical. The, the level that you walk into doesn't just go, oh, here's three people. Surprise! Woo! It's, you go through the boss fog and there's one of them on a platform that you're standing on, which you can take out yep. before even attempting the other two. And the great thing is, I I killed that guy and then I was like, right, I'm going to take a wee minute, I'm going to see where these, oh, right, one of them jumped up <laughs> yep. onto the platform. <laughs> so I, I managed to kill two of them on that entrance platform and then roll down to get the third one. Ah, uh, that is that is the pro strat way to do it. Like you could have mm. waited until the third one got up there, uh, but yeah. they can all get up there. Um, I, on the other hand, enjoyed the fracas of bringing two peeps with me, and yeah. then just jumping down straight away and having to okay. dodge spinning hammers from the two, and then the the I, I just enjoyed the chaos of this yeah. fight. Um, on a side note, they make a different noise when you hit them if you hit them with a blunt object because they're hollow. They make kind of a bonk <gasps> when you hit cute. them. I know, right? I like that. That's great. I, that. yeah. um, I think this boss fight is a little bit um, detracted from because you see them later like you do the flexile sentry. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I think that these would be cooler if they were just this boss, because they all have yeah. names that I can't remember. We'll call them Tim, Steve, and Anne. So, yeah. Tim, Steve, and Anne, leave them like that. Uh, did you find all of the... There's six hidden rooms in that boss arena. Did you find any of them? Six hidden rooms? Yep. You just... You, you, you kind of grind your face on the wall, hitting the interact button, and there's six hidden rooms. There's nothing worthwhile in them at all. It's just this Ooh. weird, like, huh... Okay, it's a shield. Yay. Uh, But yeah. Now, let's take a moment and let's talk about, did you use any boss souls for anything? Because you're a man who has a build, you like your build, and that's it. Um... Oh, God, I don't think... So most of the boss souls, if not all of the boss souls, I'm going to say, but probably most of them, uh, are strength... Weapons, it's very strength heavy, yeah. this game. And that led me to just not, because I, t- I just thought, you know, at the end of the day, even the ones where you only get 10,000 souls or something, by the time you're consuming these, it's a level or a bit of a level. And, you know, why not? Um, that goes against everything in my body. Like, every bone mm. in my body screams whenever I, I, I use it. Even though I'm never going to make that cool shield crossbow, I have no use for mm-hmm. it. But there's something about it in my brain that's like, no, you still can't use that boss soul. It has to be there. Um, like, and, oh, and uh, oh, I God. just, I literally, like, just as before we started recording, I used one in Dark Souls 3. Like, you ate it or you used it? No, I, I, I turned it into something. It's the first one. What was it? It was um, a a chain a chain ring that increases dexterity. No, it increases vigor and vitality and endurance or something like that. Okay. And I love I love rings that give you five extra levels. Like that's oh, a nice wee f- it's a nice wee free thing. Um. So yeah, I have done it before, but only once. And, and only in this, I thought, uh, did you find Ornifex? By the way, that blacksmith, the crow lady. The, no. Oh, there's an extra oh, blacksmith. Absolute lie. Yes, I did. She ends up at the bottom of that... Um, uh, Sildora. The bottom of the place in her house full of skulls and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the little yeah. dolls. Uh, she does a lot of dex weapons, I thought. Ah, oh, crap. I never even... Like, by the time I got to the end of the game, I'm, if I get to, like, plus six or plus seven in a weapon, I'm just going all the way with that weapon. Okay, because that's then enough. You don't... If you're only focused on one weapon... You don't need to worry about finding a titanite chunk or whatever because you will at least find enough easily to upgrade one weapon fully. Oh, yeah, and it's not like Bloodborne where you're just like, okay, you don't get a blood rock until the end of the game. Yeah. So, yeah, I I was also pretty... I want to say I was like plus 10 before I even got close to the end of the game. Oh, oh, speaking of, uh, Dark Souls 2 is the first, I think, and only... One that lets you uh, upgrade your armor the way it does? Yeah. You don't wear armor, so that was all awesome, you right? Uh, I, like, I, st- I started off the game wearing armor. It wasn't until I realized that the, the mechanics in Dark Souls 2 are much preferred to Dark Souls 3 so and Elden Ring and whatever else, because I think they're all brackets. So Dark Souls 3 is like 0 to 30% and you've got more more you know, like reach on your roll. Yeah. And then 30 to 70% is less, and then above 70% you fat roll. In Dark Souls 2, the less you weigh, the quicker 
you get your stamina back the further you roll and if and it's on a sliding scale so strip everything off just strip it all off and you roll for days oh yeah it, it's super granular in Dark Souls yeah. 2 I do like that more because I, I definitely do yeah then you can do that thing where I'm gonna be naked but I'm gonna have a shield or and mm-hmm. and still not be in the same category as somebody wearing light armor yeah it's, um, I, I love it I absolutely love it another throwback boss that uh, is kind of hidden is the gargoyles yeah um, another multi-boss I know another another boss. I didn't do the gargoyles until later in the game when I think again after a conversation with you I had rung one bell in one belfry tower or whatever and I hadn't quite figured out where the gargoyles were so by the time I went back to them um, I think I managed to kill one before the next one came and then managed to kill you know like it was that level of oh yeah them. yeah if you go back yeah um, it's a kind of a cool thing coming from Dark Souls 1 because they were a boss in Dark Souls 1. There were just two of them. And mm-hmm. so you walk into the boss room and you're like, I got this. It's just going to be two of them. Yeah. And then all the ones that come to life, if you accidentally crack them with something like a spell, they come to life then. So you have to be super careful of where you're fighting them. Otherwise, yeah. you'll activate all six of them at once. Um, you can see these guys when you go to fight the Lost Sinner. They're flying around the belfry up there, and you're like, oh, hey, it's the bosses from, from one. Um, I don't have it... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be weird, right? Because you're coming to this so late, you're almost like this weird archaeologist going through it. Because it, it used to be when, as soon as you stepped foot into the church tower, or the bell tower, I guess, not church mm-hmm. tower, you'd start getting invaded, just like constantly invaded because people are in that covenant to protect you from ringing the bell. And this oh. used to be just like the worst. And you're like, I just want to do the gargoyles, man. Leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, it, this used to be a very fun football run to do when okay. people were in it. Um, but they're not because it's an old uh, game. However, that's Greg, so good. That you've you explaining that is the first time I've fully clicked that that's what those two eight because the other area as well that you get off to off yeah. Iron Keep or the bit just after Iron Keep, um, is, is really weirdly laid out like there's not a lot you just run through the enemies and ring the bell and then run away but if there was a heap of people that's what they do this he he tries to get you in the covenant doesn't he yeah yeah the, the right bell before, ringer covenant just clicked. Just and yeah, like, I mean, you could roll up with your crew and then there would be a crew waiting for you and you'd have this bonkers, almost capture the flag because, oh, hey, they're fighting. I'm going to see if I can squidge by and ring the bell to win. Uh, it's a cool idea, but you just won't get to experience it now unless you walk in and like, hey, my eight friends, let's all play Dark Souls 2. So we have managed to down the gargoyles. Uh, mm-hmm. Not much to say about this boss fight, really. Um a bit of a disappointment if you're coming from Dark Souls 1, because in that you had tail weapons, where if you managed to cut off the boss's tail, you got a unique weapon out of it. And the gargoyles were a big one, because you would get this, you know how they have like an axe tail? You would just mm-hmm. heft around their tail and just start oh, wow. whomping people. With. And it's a bit of a shame that they put them in this without the tail weapon, but yeah, it, it, it it's something that was really cool about Dark Souls 1. Um... Other than, you know... I remember really enjoying... Like, the I, I enjoyed the Dark Souls 1 version of this fight. 
Because it was oh, really? reasonably, yeah, it was reasonably surprising at the time. Oh, that's true. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, multiple bosses don't surprise nobody anymore. Okay, especially coming off of the ruined Sentinels. To be fair. Oh God! Yeah. Okay, so uh, next up in my little battle log, we have Huntsman's Cops. Uh, not only did this introduce me to the word cops, but this was also where the beta test took place. When they did their um, unique beta test. And a lot of people went bonkers because, oh my gosh, if this is a starting area, this is so hard kind of thing. Uh, turns okay. out it's not. And this did, 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 oh, did the beta test that where people were starting at like base level, but then throwing them into this area? Now, see, I don't know because I've never done a beta test because okay. I like fresh, like, yeah. like Elden Ring. It was just like, all right, I saw a trailer. Nothing until release yeah, okay. day, kind of thing. Uh, anyway, so uh, Huntsman's Cops is also home to uh, it's where we first meet Creighton, I believe. Mm hmm. Um, solid serial killer bro for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy's a dodger and he appears in Dark Souls 3. That's and cool. he does. Um, and poor, and we'll also meet another guy who met his inevitable fate in Dark Souls 3. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, so here we also have, I, I want to say, a cool, unique boss, and then a boss that's just makes me smile like an idiot. Uh, the one that makes me smile like an idiot is the Skeletal Lords. Mm -hmm. You just walk in, there's like three skeletons just chilling in a chairs, and you're like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked this fight, and it was it was an easy fight, but I liked the kind of set pieciness of it. It was pretty cool. I almost immediately started sprinting towards the middle one and managed to kill him in rapid time um, <laughs> before rolling about the place. So the Skeleton Lords, I really, really liked that bit, but I did not like the hordes of skeletons that just turn up. Okay, so then do you know what makes the hordes show up? I assumed it was killing a skeleton. Yeah. So, so each skeleton lord you kill mm -hmm. spawns a certain amount. So this is yeah. almost like a trap boss where you walk in, you kill these three three guys, and then, wham, you just get a horde. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I do because that's fun. And then you end up playing well, Benny Hill with all these skeletons and you're just running around until yeah. one of them breaks away. Uh, I, I Again, I, that's coming out, I guess, that I love the chaos of the, these boss fights. Uh -huh. um, I, I don't think... In the Scholar Edition, they toned down the amount of bone wheel skeletons. And so now we must ask that very important question, Craig. Uh, how do we feel about bone wheel skeletons? Bone wheel? I thought it was pinwheel for some strange reason. I hate them. Oh. I, <laughs> absolutely. I, I think because I, I was messaging you last night about Dark Souls, I, that I found a pinwheel thing. It's bone wheel, right? I, they just do my nut in because they just... I just could. They were the most difficult bit of this entire boss fight, <laughs> and maybe more difficult than some of the bosses. Um, yeah, your bone wheel skeletons do not fuck around. No. Um, they they are they're kind of a uh, PTSD for a lot of Dark Souls one players because imagine a place that's as dark as like um, No Man's Wharf and. You're just standing in the middle and you hear bone whale skeletons no. getting ready. And you just have to, like, wait till you see them and then dodge. Uh -huh. Ah, it's great. I, lo I love my bone whale skeletons. Um, 
they're what have always forced me to use a great shield. And I never really use great shields, but I like great shields. So, you know, it's like, all right, yeah, go ahead. Hit me. It's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, this was also a um, really fun place for uh, PvP back in the day. Because, okay. you know, you just roll up with your crew and just start slaughtering all the skeletons. Uh, after this, we have the Executioner's Chariot. Which, yeah. sadly for you, is <laughs> a, a concept you've seen later on in Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, sadly for me, it was a concept I've seen later on. I got to the boss once by, you know, college football and my way through all of the assassins that drop down off those poles that try oh, and kill yep. me. The big knight at the end. It was like a really cool run. The rickety bridge with skeletons hanging off it and yep. undead everywhere. Brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Got in there. I didn't kill it on the first attempt and I got distracted and I think... I think it might be the last boss I killed in the entire game. So I went in and literally just I pulled the lever to get him off and went twat with the horse and killed him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay then. So I, I kind of ruined the fun of it. But t to my mind, it is about... So I should probably explain. This boss is a, basically a big donut ring road and a chariot constantly circling it with powered by horses. And you can either, oh, uh, with skeletons running after you and big spiky mm -hmm. wheels. So you can dodge your way right the way around and pull a lever, which causes the chariot rider to fall off and get into a pit and then kill a horse. Or you can just try and kill the thing as it's rolling about the place. Um, uh, if you do manage to kill the thing while it's rolling about the place, I think this is our first boss with an alternate kill. Mm-hmm. Um, super, super cool animation that happens there. Uh, for, for me, this is always fun because it's like, oh, the boss is the horse. Oh. Instead of the dude in the chariot. Yeah. I always find that's a fun little subversion. Um, I don't think... I, I did learn very quickly that uh, souls, horses, act like real horses. Don't stand <laughs> behind them. They will just no. womp you into the next week. Yep. But yeah, uh, I mean, two-headed horse, super cool design. Um, mm -hmm. Not really much of a threat going back to it. So out of curiosity, yeah. was it the difficulty or the gimmick that made you go, eh, I'll do this later? Uh, I I can't actually... No, I think I don't think it was either. It was, nothing put me off. I genuinely think I got distracted. Oh, okay. Because I think I attempted the Executioner's Chariot before I got to the Skeletal Lords. So I ran through and saw that that was there and I thought, right, okay, I remember that's there. And then started running around the rest of the woods thinking, I'll pick up everything else before I go back to it. And before I knew it, I was dropping down the bridge and blah, 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 and getting oh, to the yeah. Skeletal Lords. So that was my problem was by the time I got, oh, what am I trying to say? I found it and then thought, right, I know where the boss is, so I'll run somewhere. I thought it was the boss of that area, not an optional side thing. Yeah. So I, I tried to clear up the area and ended up just moving on. That's fair enough. I mean, I mean, I, I imagine you definitely came back here because of the Covenant achievement. That's I don't think I got did I, get, did I get the Covenant achievement? There's, there's the, once, once you finish off the Executioner's Chariot, there's Twitchy Grin, the little goblin <gasps> guy. You're exactly right, yes. Because I remember looking at my trophy list thinking, I don't have that trophy. 
And then pressing, and this was right at the end of the game. I killed that thing, and just before I switched it off, I thought, I'll just check the trophy list. And I was like, I don't have that. Googled it, and I was standing right next to the guy to get the trophy. How serendipitous! I know, yeah. All right, so uh, we have we have uh, clomped the horsey, and we have mm-hmm. bonked uh, our fair share of skeletons. Time to move on to the Earthen Peak, uh, the prerequisite poison area that is in every Souls game <sighs> because they gotta have one. Here you get to meet um, two NPCs that I kind of like: uh, Stone Trader Cloan and Laddersmith Gilligan, who we. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we know his fate now. We don't know what happened to Chloe, yeah. but we know what happened to Gilligan. Um, this area, how did this strike you when compared to other poison areas that you've played? Oh, it was okay enough. Like the the poison build up and the poison the poison which the effect of the poison didn't bother me, so I just kinda took the hit and ran through and then ran straight through into the boss area and then killed the boss. And I, I now know that you can drain all the poison out of her boss, Serena. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. So, so and then I take it you didn't find the bonfire that's directly above her? No. Like, you know how, how there's that, like, stone entranceway you walk into? Mm-hmm. To get to where, right above that is a bonfire. And you can just, you know, if you're having trouble with the boss, you click that bonfire, you just drop down, <clears throat> there you go. Oh. Uh, because... That means you must have footballed through two areas, both Harvest Valley and Earthen Peak. Yeah, um, Harvest Valley was an area I actually didn't like. Okay, uh, is it because of the poison or just the way it's laid out? It, it was just the way it was laid out, I think. I just didn't like kind of generally anything. I think, the, okay, right, I think maybe it's the poison that's putting a tinge. It's poisoning my view on this, but it, uh-huh. I just ran through it. I ran through it, and there's a few times, as soon as anything happened, that I just had to run through areas. I never really went back to that one at all, I don't think. Okay, I mean, I mean, here's what I'm starting to notice about the way you play. Like, you'll definitely have stuff to go back and explore if you ever mm-hmm. feel like playing Dark Souls 2 again. Like, you, you don't really... And if I'm not mistaken... Bloodborne is the only one you've completed more than once, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so when you hit Bloodborne the second time, is that your okay time to take my time, or do you still default to football? No, well, Bloodborne was the one, like, I didn't really football my way through Bloodborne. I did it right. So by the time I finished it, I had explored a huge chunk of stuff. So my new game pluses were genuinely, like, speedrunning attempts to see how far how fast I could get to Fallow Okay, so that's what led to the football as opposed to it, starting football. Exactly. Okay. So then when I realised I was having so much fun, like, I think at the time, in fact, we did a podcast on it, so I must have said, and I might have the time in my brain wrong, but it was about five or six minutes from game start to killing Father Gascoigne was one of the my favourite things of, of, I've ever done. ridiculous to me. <laughs> Honestly, it's absolutely fantastic. And that's why I took on, when I started Elden Ring, I was footballing myself and then I went back to Dark Souls 2 and I'm footballing myself through it because I find it really exhilarating. It is. It is exhilarating. I'll give it that. Um, I think for me, I like to be able to 100% Souls games. And so yeah. that's why it's just, nope, take your time. 
Uh, okay, so we're in Earthen Peak. We didn't notice the windmill that we could set on fire, so it stops pumping poison. Yeah. So then, as a man who doesn't use consumables, how did we deal with Mitha, the baneful queen? It was health. It was it was rapid stabbing and just mashing square anestis flasks like to the bare to the bare bone. And once I ran out of Estes flasks, I moved on to my life gems, and I was munching life gems like Skittles. <laughs> um, and that that was pretty much it. Life gems were, was something that I really enjoy, I really liked in this yeah. game. Like it, it really saved my bacon a lot. Like as I said, I'd run about naked and just try and dodge everything. So I'm constantly healing because I'm constantly like getting clipped or taking a bit of damage here and there. Yeah, and I've got, I've got no poison resistance or anything. So whatever. <laughs> that's for pansies um so then i you also didn't summon the jester to help you with his fireballs no. or none of that okay no. that, 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 that's fair that's fair uh, this isn't me like needling you going ah, no. ah. Um, i feel you we spoke about this before and it's just like an extension of that conversation i will take a billion years to play the first you know like 10 minutes of games at times hitman and Yep. Hitman, you know, like any arcade Prey, game or yeah. anything like that. Prey, oh God, Prey was was actually 10 hours for your 45 minutes. <laughs> and I explore everything to death. Dark Souls is one of the few franchises, or From Games, I should say, are one of the few franchises where the exploration in the story has less of a draw to me and it's more about getting that thrill from beating the boss. It's very... Oh, 100%, yeah. Adrenaline rushy. And... The reason that I don't think I tie on to... I don't want to use a guide. And the side quests are so complex that involve a series of things, uh, conversations and things equipped that you would never... On a first playthrough, you would never figure out half this stuff. Unless you, you got lucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and I mean, that's something I want to talk about. So when you're done, remind me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Anyway, so I think, yeah, that's... Well, that's pretty much me done. I was just explaining that's why I play like that. Okay, so then let's talk about the side quests. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been this way since, I think, after Kingsfield 4? I think that was where Demon Souls came out, and then they were like, yeah, see if you can find our story, assholes. <laughs> um, yeah. How does that strike you? Like, like do you... Because I'm of two minds about it. Uh, there's the part of me that's like, this is a reward for careful play and exploration and paying attention to things. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other part of me that's like, but it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's it's not enough of a reward for me. Like, it, no matter what item I get after chasing this person around the countryside, it's not really that much of a reward I don't summon people because very rarely I'm not undead yeah. or whatever way that sentence works. So that isn't much of a bonus. And generally speaking, other than the very high level, you know, like, oh, there's rebirth and all of these big high lofty things that happen. I really don't, I don't, I just, I don't think there's enough of a story there to get me, get me moving in it. Like, I, I know there's, you know, like, well, uh, you know, well, we're gonna get to I'm, the end, and you're gonna you're gonna okay. explain the story of Dark Souls two to me. Uh, All right, okay. But I I see that's where we disagree a little bit. I think these are some of the best stories in video games. Mm-hmm. Some of them, um, 
but yeah, no, no, that, that's fair enough. I mean, I mean, even I get into that, that, I guess, mode where you're like, I'm looking for the next challenge. Let's mm-hmm. get to it. And then story and item descriptions and all that takes a back seat. And I have yeah. to, oh, nope, I forgot to read all these four hours later, you know, kind of thing. So I 100% understand that. Like my first run through Elden Ring, I can tell you roughly 10% of yeah. what happens. And most of it is just talking about George R.R. R. Martin. Um, that's all I really know. So, yeah, my first run through these is very much explore and challenge, not and let's dig into the story. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. not going to lie. A lot of the a lot of what I appreciate about the stories are people that have put it together for me, like Bloodborne, okay. right? Like I, I might have been able to grasp Bloodborne fairly decently, but it wasn't until someone said, no, this is what the story is about. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, you know, because um, for me, that was the hardest from game until Sekiro for me. So it was all about the challenge. But we did an episode on that, so I'll shut up mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> all right, so Mytha. Sorry, we got sidetracked there. Uh, I really like this boss fight. I really like the design. I really like some of the moves she does where she throws her head like a grenade. It's it's fantastic. Um, in case mm-hmm. you don't know what Mytha is, uh, imagine a Gorgon that just carries around her decapitated head like a lantern and it screams a whole uh-huh. bunch. And sometimes she'll just huck her head at you and then her head will scream. It's it's great. It's fantastic. I mean, it's kind of a shame that the boss, if you drain the poison, is kind of a bit on the weak side because without the poison constantly draining your health, she's fairly easy to avoid. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Oh yeah, the, the added stress of okay, I I will be poisoned. There's no getting around it. Ah, uh, in your yeah, brain, like the, I did try and like figure out how to turn it off. Like not figure out how to turn it off, but I did think there is a way to turn it off. But I just went with I'm just gonna run in and kill her. That's fair enough. Do you know what I did try? Huh? That I, th- I thought might work at either side of that arena. There's two sets of stairs that you run up, and there's two like sluices. Yeah. Where, and I was trying to set them on fire, thinking, you know, like maybe it'll affect <laughs> something. Set on fire. I was shooting it. I was hitting them. They do nothing. There's, it has nope, nothing. They just sluice. Yeah, they just sluice, and that's it. So I just ran back in and killed her. All right. Now we come to what is the mm. most controversial part of Dark Souls 2. Oh, no. I want to give this all the weight and dignity that this deserves. Um, so, a reason why Dark Souls 2 is the worst game in the series, Greg, uh-huh. is because you take an elevator and after Mytha, and it goes up. But yet, somehow, you end up underground. And this set the internet on fire. Because, no, no, you can Google right now probably Elevator Gate Dark Souls 2 and read reams of texts about how this proves that Dark Souls 2 is the worst game. It has no continuity. This makes no sense, even though you just killed a headless snake lady. Uh, This makes no sense. 
this is terrible. This is why we need to have Miyazaki on every game. Like, like no lie, dude. It, this was enormous. Oh my goodness. There are videos on YouTube dedicated to talking about how awful this elevator is. Other than That's laughing, hilarious. I that is all the weight I'm going to give that stupid, stupid, stupid criticism. Because, Craig, there are people out there that demand realism in their games with headless snake oh. ladies and fire demons and, yeah. you know, those kind of things. Realism is very important. Oh, yeah, um, totally, totally. So, Iron Keep. Yeah. Uh, the second worst place that you can ever do a fist-only build is the mm-hmm. Iron Keep. I can oh, imagine. my gosh. These fuckers suck. <laughs> uh, so, the Iron Keep is the heavy metal cover to any metal band ever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you roll up and there's chains and there's lavas and there's big gates. Yeah. And then there's these guys. These guys that are the, called the Elan Knights. And they're the worst people <laughs> in the world. They are the worst. They even run the worst. The they run do. animation is just daft. It's almost sideways, but not quite. It's a very uh, Naruto run towards uh-huh. you almost. Uh, they are very quick and they have a lot of poise. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, after uh, it, a four-hit combo from my fists would stun lock them. Okay. And so it was like, all right, I need to approach everyone with a full stamina bar and then just pop, 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 oh, pop. Wow. Um, I, doesn't I, help I, with the archers. Oh, the archers are assholes. I had to, I had to do these one at a time. As if they were their own unique boss, because <laughs> I just there was no other way for like I couldn't figure out one combination of anything that would let me lock them in place. So it was like a roll, a couple of hits, a roll, a couple of hits. Once you get into the pal, that's fine. It could be, they become really annoying. It's really annoying having all of them running about the place like idiots. Yeah, they're fine one on one, but there's almost always another one either covering that one with a bow or running towards you. Yeah. Um this this is by far uh, almost the most frustrating place in the game for me because you can methodically clear this out. Yeah. But that feels so long. It it takes so long to do it and you have to do it roughly about 12 to 13 times if you're just really bad at them like I am. I did despawn a couple <laughs> of these. Because, well, because well. boy, it was rough. Um, and then you got to come go across the bridge that you drop down, and there's the, the, those other guys that are covering it. This place for me is the closest I'll get to just a full football sprint. I've explored yeah. this once. I ain't doing it again. I'm running for the smelter demon. Mm-hmm. I I didn't I I didn't I didn't clear it out at all. I it was a complete and utter run fest every single time i did explore quite, I, I died a heap because i would see a glowing thing in the distance i would run for it knowing that i was going to die pick yeah. it up die start again uh i just went with it and i even i let my health bar drain out because obviously you lose a bit of health every time you die and all that kind of stuff yeah i would just do that um to get to the smell of demon that's fair. I mean, suicide runs are a time-honored tradition in Souls. So, uh, welcome to the club, sir. <laughs> Mine were suicide runs. They just weren't done on purpose. Um, <laughs> and then, in the, you know, you, you walk into the little, the actual furnace smelter, and you're like, oh, good, I finally cleared them out. I can see what there is. Oh, that's it. Just some petrified dragon. Well, thank you very much, Souls. You're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um so this is also one of the trickier points if you're trying to finish Lucatil's quest line where you get her gear. 
afterwards. Uh, because you need to make sure she stays alive in the Smelter Demon fight. And, well, you know the Smelter Demon. Why don't you explain the Smelter yep. Demon? Smelter Demon is a big fiery guy thing with a big glowing fiery chest hole who has the big traditional lumbering moves but with some area of effect very well telegraphed i'm stabbing the floor and i'm building up my oh here it comes here it comes by this time you've already caught a bus and are half a mile (laughs) away from the impending explosion and then his second phase becomes slightly more interesting in a really unique way because it, it's not just there's two smelter demons which is great refreshing at this point he plunges the sword into his chest pulls it out and all of a sudden his fire powered sword is flailing everywhere there's wee status effect areas bits on fire I, I really kind of liked him I uh, yeah like, like I, I like I like the idea of when you're close to this boss you will take damage you can stack mm-hmm. fire resistance but you're still going to be taking damage so it yeah. makes, um, as opposed to, because I mostly play, like, if I'm not playing Sword and Shield, I'm playing ranged. Like, I like spellcasters. And a lot of the bosses in this are fairly easy spellcaster because they just don't have very many mechanics that close the gap. Okay. Unless you see them coming. But this one, it's like, as a melee build, it's like, nah, this is going to be harder on you guys. So what makes Lucatiles so tricky is uh, NPCs aren't necessarily known for their self-preservation qualities in this <laughs> game. They just kind of throw themselves at it until it's dead. Uh, so this is all your general and well, well, yeah, sorry, I had a stroke there. Um, and one of the prerequisites to finish it is you have to finish three bosses with Lucatiel and Ben Hart and a couple others, and they have to survive. If they die in the boss fight, then their quest line either ends or you have to die if you want to try it again. Smelter okay. Demon is always a pain right in the dick. So that's generally why you you don't do this with Lucatiel, you do the Rotten with Lucatiel, because the Rotten is the Rotten, which we will mm-hmm. talk about later. For now, let's talk about our first big King Soul, my friend. The Old Iron King. Oh, yeah. Otherwise known yeah. as Lava Derp. Lava, oh, God. Right, I, this was one I, I wasn't too keen on. It's So, Old Iron King, you traverse all the area, you go down some stairs, over some rooftops, and it's this big lava pit, there's sunken bits of buildings, and there's a Really cool architecture pit. on your way there. Oh, You're, it's like, yeah, oh, it's yeah, yeah. super cool. Um, but then you get to a suspicious-looking tiny platform, which clearly is where you're supposed to stand. Um, and then the old Iron King is uh, one of these... I'm on the edge of a cliff and I'm standing and I'm a giant and I'm just going to slam my hands down and slam my fists and make effects. Just make sure you don't get hit. Pretty easy boss. And I it's one type of boss I just don't particularly like at all. It's the same with your favourite boss from Dark Souls 3, the guy with the big chain, you know, the gold rings in his arms. Oh, well, there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that, favorite, but that not your favourite. No, 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 but um, it's the kind of thing I just, I'm not a fan of. So just uh, not not too difficult either. So, yeah, that's a shame. I, I kind of like the idea. Oh, in case you don't know, the uh, Old Iron King looks like your stereotypical I'm a devil that lives in lava. Mm. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Very stereotypical. Um, Actually, a little disappointingly stereotypical mm-hmm. when compared to the other giant lords. Um, I like the idea of you can only counterattack a boss. Like, he's unreachable otherwise unless you're playing ranged, 
But yeah. if you're playing melee, you really can only hit his arms after he's done attacking. Yeah. I like that idea, but this is not exactly the best variation of it. Um, especially since, and I don't know if you ran into this problem or not, but I did. The fire effects in Dark Souls 2 are really funky. Like, the effect is is smaller than the hurt box, so you'll be hurt before the actual particles oh, hit you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that makes this, because he does a giant, I'm going to flame breath, you know, 60% of the platform. You better get out of the way. Um, it makes that a bit of a pain in the butt because you can't, like, wait till the last second. You really have to get out of there when the animation starts. Otherwise, there's a chance one of those hurt boxes will touch you and then you just bleh, fall off. Yeah. Also, you can fall through the holes in the floor. Which I have done an oh. embarrassing amount of times before. Oh, puckering puck butt clench when I rolled towards that bloody hole. <laughs> no, yeah. oh, honestly. Yeah, so, bit, bit of a flat one. But, I mean, yeah, that's what it is. It's not Do an offensive know? boss, but it is a, it, yeah. it's just kind of a wet fart boss. You're like, eh, whatever. Do you know what I did do? Huh. I fought him, and then thought, where do I go now? And I turned around and ran back the way... <laughs> over the rooftop and up and back in and I'm like where do I go and then I found the lever that turns off all the fire effects and fire oh traps. hey I was going to say did you find the bonfire that was up in the bull's head I, I found it after the fight <laughs> of course you did Craig <laughs> <laughs> too busy running <laughs> um, this is also this is also a real showcase for how adorable the turtle knights are especially that mm -hmm. one that's in the hallway and he's like I'm guarding this guillotine and you ain't gonna get near it, and then you can kill him with the guillotine, and you, yeah. you, you watch him just be sad, like, oh, I was killed by the guillotine. And then you get hit from behind with the other one, because you're laughing at the asshole that got killed by the guillotine. Um, yeah, this area for me is more notable than the bosses in it. Like, Smelter mm. Demon's alright, and, and Old Iron King is alright, but that's it. Like, I'll always remember yeah. this as that asshole place with those knights in Oof. my brain. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do a little bit of backtracking, Craig, because this game is kind of confusing. Uh, <laughs> we're going to backtrack to the Lost Bastille and finally take out the Lost Sinner. Okay, so the Lost Sinner has probably the coolest approach in the fact that you're walking across a pool of water to get to this, this prison cell. Uh, it's, it's a very large prison cell. And if you're savvy... You can notice up on the sides are two little places for you to put your torch. And if you put your torches there, then the boss arena lights up and you <gasps> can see better. Craig obviously what? didn't do that. Yeah, there's like <laughs> two no. giant trays full of tar that you can just light and that lights up the Lost Center oh, boss fight. That's amazing. I mean, I, I, I love it, but I wish I'd noticed it. <laughs> um, so uh, you walk in there and you get a cool cutscene about this chaos bug which which means a lot to Dark Souls one player crawls into this lady's eye I believe it's a lady mm -hmm. and um, she fights you with a giant two handed sword not super giant but she is a flippy spinny um, mm -hmm. sword lady and yeah. I used to have a lot of trouble with her like I used to have a lot of trouble with her even with the okay. arena lit uh, this time I didn't. Like, again, and I don't know if that's just, well, I'm super familiar with the game, or if it's just later games have forged yeah. a stronger, better Dave. Uh, how did you deal with the Lost Sinner? 
Uh, well, in the dark, but I, I really like the fight. It fits my playstyle of rolling, dodging, because oh, the, yeah. the, she doesn't have too many combos. They're very kind of like, I'm going to lunge, and then I'm going to swing. And it, but there's there's a wee pause, there's a wee bit of respite. So I basically needled her to death. It was like, roll, whack, roll, whack, or slice, I suppose would be the appropriate term. Jab. Jab, yeah, that's that works as well. Um and that, that was about it, but like really liked her. And as you say, the approach to it is fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I, I very much just stuck to her like glue this time. And yeah. if you're, con- I mean, well, it was also me and Lucatil. Uh, we, we were okay, growing up enough. here. Um, but yeah, l- I, like an enjoyable fight, but not a challenging hmm. fight. Yeah, I fought her before, just because I'm out of order from you. From you, I fought her before. Yeah. The Iron, the old Iron King, and all that side of things. Um, this time, I actually, for, I, I like did the Iron King, and I'm like, okay, time to go visit the Rotten. Wait, uh-huh. am I missing one? Oh shit, the Lost Sinner! <laughs> and, and then I like had to scramble my way back down there. Um, so yeah, for me, this was a little out of order too. I just forgot mm-hmm. about that part of the Lost Bastille. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I think out of the four big ones, she might be the most enjoyable. Yeah, definitely not the most flashy. Like, like very, very um, standard sword fight. No, not like, not like Mister Flashy later on. A yeah, no. Knight. Like, he's very flashy and very. He's, he's a fl- yeah, it's very down and dirty sword fighting yeah. style. I can with with of course a few anime flips and spins in there. Mm. Um. All right, so we are going to also take a detour down. A giant pit known as the gutter. Yep. Um, the gutter is still by far my favorite area in this game. I love how uh, I've been through it like eight or nine times now, and it still baffles me. And it still makes me really tense. Because this time, instead of having a torch and a shield, I had a torch and iron or brass knuckles. And it was like, boy, okay. And those dogs, those dogs are a bunch of assholes when you have a fist weapon. Oh, God. Yeah, like the dog, I keep forgetting with the fist weapons, everything is just more challenging. Uh, Um, How did you take this area? Because this is one of those 50-50 of like, I love it or I hate it areas. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Oh, this, it's going to sound, I don't know if it's going to sound bad or not, but I, I really did like it. But from the moment I entered there to the moment I got to the Rotten after Black Gulch, I was just running. I was there I, maybe 20 or 25 minutes between getting there and getting <laughs> to the boss because I, w- I kept getting lost and I would run around in circles and run around. And then, you know, you fall through a hole and you fall down a ladder and then you get in a room and there's like seven different ladders to go down. Some of them are just <laughs> trap ladders. Like Gilligan must have been there for months making all these ladders. Because he's the only man in the whole world that can make ladders. Um, it's a it's a forgotten art. Yeah, so I really liked it. There's a gigantic. Oh shit! Was is it a scorpion? Not a scorpion. There's a no, gigantic. No, it, it, it looks like a uh, ant, like a carpenter. Yeah, giant ant in there to kill. Absolutely great. So I I ran through it, got to Black Gulch, immediately got poisoned by one of those wee statues. So then immediately sprinted through the entirety of Black Gulch <laughs> straight into the Rotten. And the Rotten being the Rotten, even though I had no health and, you know, like 
one of my eyes had been poked and, I, and one arm was locked off. <laughs> I still beat him. Oozing. Yeah. yeah, everyone's oozing. It was relatively easy to beat him. So that I, I honestly didn't go back because I was that. It was really exciting and I was re- well traumatised by it. But I, I didn't go back because the thought of carefully exploring the place terrifies me because it's just it's so difficult to navigate. And yeah, the, the the whole layout just slides off of your brain. Mm-hmm. Just, it's, um, it's fantastic. When you say to me like, it, you know, people exploded about a lift that went up to, and you were underground. This was like an underground place where everything was d- dangling off of a cave roof, and there was platforms floating and all. Like, come on! No, 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 no. You you, you want to know? I mean, I mean, again, I don't want to harp on this, but uh, do mm. you want to know why uh, the the gulch? is a terrible place that's oh, bad why? game design because i'm guessing you know those giant piles of trash that you see mm-hmm. i'm guessing when they put those up they didn't very carefully go through the uh the actual wrap that is those graphics you know you wrap it around an object and it looks mm-hmm. like it if you look really close you can see a heineken bottle in there oh <laughs> So, so you just see a Heineken label in your Dark Souls, and you're like, wait a minute. Uh, that was why. Uh, it, it proves the, the game developers were just greedy. They didn't care. What? Uh, yes! Like, Craig, oh. you're going to think I'm a nutter, but you can find all this stuff. It's bonkers. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely good. I didn't know. I knew that it was the least loved, but I didn't know there was this amount of... Oh, there was straight up hate. Like, straight yeah. up hate. Um, which I can understand if you don't like it because, well, I don't like the life gem system or and it's a bit janky in some places or, you know, I can understand that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like Elden Ring because I don't like the horse combat. That's fine. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, hating it because of an elevator and a Heineken bottle. <sighs> but but I guess this proves my point I said earlier. I think it was last episode when I was talking about the lore community, how they just went nuts yeah. Because they walked into Dark Souls 2 thinking every little thing has to have meaning. Okay, yeah. yeah. And it's like, guys, no, Dark Souls 1 wasn't like that. But yeah, like that that's a good example of what I mean by that. Okay. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the Rotten. Yeah. Because nobody talks about the Rotten because he is he's a really cool design. I love mm-hmm. the design. There's something Absolutely. about that that big daddy face that's just stuffed mm-hmm. full of people. Absolutely love that. I love the little guy on his shoulder. That did did you notice that by the way? Yes, yes. I, that is super cool. I love the fact that you can cut off his arm and he's just like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, my arm. And then you're like, look, dude, we're on new game plus eight. You still ain't really a challenge. Um, there's a category of Dark Souls two speedruns called Rotten Percent. <laughs> instead of like 90% it's because uh-huh. the way this game works like you remember the Shrine of Winter where you have to put on the King's Ring and all that yeah, stuff to yeah, get yeah, through yeah. if you don't want to go that way you can just collect 3 million souls and those doors open okay and so these speed runs are like furiously running to the rotten and then killing them like 8 or 9 times oh to get God, the 3 funny. million souls yeah yeah that's why it's rotten percent um it, it it's again Really cool concept, really cool arena. Uh, if you'd like to explain the re- arena and maybe how the boss fight works, 
Yeah, sure. So the arena is you run down Black Gulch, which is covered in poison and stuff, and then you get to a cave. You run into the cave, and there's flaming pits of fire. Never good. Normally an indicator. I just discovered, obviously, earlier. Were we recording at that point when I read this? But the Rotten is actually very weak to fire, despite the fact that he lives in a cave full of fire. Um, The Rotten appears, and he's basically got one big kind of machete, not machete, but like a butcher's knife It's like a cleaver, yeah. A cleaver. And he just kind of roughly follows you about with all the wee arms moving him like a weird, creepy, arm-powered millipede. And really slowly and really telegraphedly tries to either chop you or smash you with his fist. So you just kind of run around to the side of him and <laughs> kill him. Like, it's kind of not sad. It's, I suppose not sad, but it's just... It's a shame, because it feels like it could have done a wee bit more. Now, um, first off, I, I do want to bring up the fact that... I mean, I live in a house full of things that could kill me. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the bleach alone that's in my washroom... <laughs> Like, like, I'm done. So I don't blame the Rotten for wanting to live in a fire cave. At least it's nice and lit. He can build his little Fair statues. Yeah. Um, now, now, there's something I do want to bring up, because I don't think we, we haven't run into any boss that fits this yet. But uh, From Games tend to have that thing where, like, the boss we 100% forgot to talk about, because I forgot to put him in here. Oh my gosh, that's how forgettable he is. We'll talk about him after this. Um... Making a note. Hold on. <laughs> there is the challenge bosses, and then there's the story bosses. Um, a lot of solo game have bosses that aren't there to challenge you. They're just there to make you think about the world. Um, an example would be the one we're going to talk about next, or uh, a Gwyn, or uh, or in this, Vendrick, right? Like, he is technically a boss fight, but... Mm-hmm. Definitely not for the mechanics. It's more like a, oh, yeah, geez, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's for emotional impact, I guess would be the best way to put it. I don't think I don't think any of the four big boss souls fall into that category. They're all there meant to challenge you. I just yeah. think the Rotten is kind of a failure in terms of challenge. I mean, because mm-hmm. even with fist weapons, I did up to plus five by just bonfire okay. aestheticking. And mm-hmm. I didn't run into too much trouble. Eventually, I just started doing so little damage with fist weapons. It was like, all right, we're done. Luke Attila, let's get out of here. <laughs> um, and we got out of there. But it's a shame because I, I like his design. I like his area. The boss fight has some cool attacks. Like, like, did you get grabbed by any chance just for shits and giggles? No, no. So he pick, he grabs you with his big old hand, just picks you up, and then rings you like a sponge. Just like twists oh, in wow. two different ways. It's like, ah, oh, that's a cool attack. And then he, you know, just slams you on the ground, probably throws you into a fire pit. But uh yeah, there's, there's some cool things here. It's just again, kind of like the old Iron King. Okay, this is very mechanically simple. That's really my only problem with, with the rotten. Um alright, so we're gonna rewind back to Harvest Valley and talk about the Covetous Demon. Who I 100% oh, forgot existed. It's <laughs> uh, really okay. easy to forget existed. So, yes. So, Harvest Moon Valley, whatever it's called, your pit, and you're, you're, you know, like you've got people digging and it's like an excavation site and all that kind of stuff. You run through and you come across the Covet's Demon eventually. 
uh, again, you enter the boss arena and there are four bodies kind of strapped up on the walls and then a big sluggy type slug man who is, is it's my most disappointing boss of this. He's like a jab of the hut that just rolls about the place and tries to roll over you. Pretty much. It's, it's mechanically unsatisfying and design-wise a bit unsatisfying. The only interesting thing I can think, and I can't even think what it does, but you'll know, you can interact or target with the bodies that are round about, and I think if you if you start doing that, you can't heal off them, maybe? Or what is it about the uh, bodies? This is weird, right? Like, like, he's super weird because if you shoot down one of the bodies, he will 100% go to eat it. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, supposed to buy you time to do damage. But you don't need ah, that because it's covetous to Yeah, you don't need that. He had, yeah, uh, he's very and, much what I would call a story boss, right? Like, like he, that's, yeah. he's important to the story of Harvest Valley, like in terms of that area's mm-hmm. story. What I, I, what I think is kind of a shame is the, his unique mechanic, not of the bodies, but when he eats you. I mean, I don't think anybody really gets eaten by accident anymore, but did you get eaten by him? No, I didn't. Well, I'm so, just, I, so when he eats you, you know, you go into his mouth and he does like that thing where you're trying to chi- tie a cherry stem with your tongue. Like you just see him moving around, mm-hmm. spits you back out and you're buck naked with no equipment equipped anymore. And it's like, <laughs> he sucked all the equipment off of you. This is great. Like, that's a cool yeah. idea. But then you remember okay. you're, you're fighting covetous demon and you're like, eh. Okay, well, let me let me leisurely equip everything I had back on, and then just finish killing uh-huh. them. So yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame that a mechanic that that yeah that interesting just like I'd love to see and they do it later like a boss that specifically targets your weapon of like no you don't get to mm-hmm. use that anymore. I mean they sort of do that later, but yeah he's got a cool little gimmick that nobody ever sees unless you want to. Yeah. I totally didn't know that. I, I think it would actually be more interesting if he sucked in all your stuff and to get every item you had back, you had to kill him. And then it would be a pickup, like a boss drop. Ooh, ooh, that that would be interesting. Where Yeah, yeah, you end up just having to, well, I guess I have to use a spear yeah. now. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh-huh. I guess if they did that too, that would be an, a decent reason to make his moveset easy. Yeah. Because you all you'll be fighting with an unfamiliar weapon. You might be wearing armor where you didn't have mm-hmm. armor before. That would be that's an interesting idea. Let's write our congressman. <laughs> if you could quickly move to the U.S. and then uh, become a citizen, uh, no, write your thank congressman. You. Okay, all right, just checking. No, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, instead of moving to the U.S., let's go to the grave of saints, where we get to fight the coolest little mohawk mouse ever, the royal rat <laughs> vanguard. Yeah, uh, the Royal Rat Vanguard. I I did um spend a good forty minutes plus trying to kill rats before. Was it you? Did you tell me there was a trick, or did I can't remember if I died? I, we, we and then I was like, back. Dave. I, I, yeah, yeah, I can't remember what happened. I think you were like, dude, I've been in this boss fight for like a half hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it turns out. So you you enter a room and the fog gates go up. And rats start coming out the walls. Once you kill a certain amount of rats, another rat drops into the arena with a mohawk that I failed to notice. 
that rat with the mohawk is the boss. The rest of the rats are not, and they don't affect the boss's health nope. bar at all. They're just there as a distraction, and here I am, like, ch, 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 roll, 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 ch, ch. And those statues so are in the perfect place to just <laughs> clunk <laughs> into all the time. They really are. So I spent an inordinate amount of time, and every so often the health would drop, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what I've done. I, I see that I took a big chunk of health off there, but I don't know how. Uh, it wasn't until Mr. Dark Souls Google Dave told me, you know, there's a Mohawk one. I then immediately saw him and killed him in about 10 seconds. <laughs> like, if you know the trick, it's a doddle. I, I think it's the, the finding out the trick that we should go, oh, hey, this is mm-hmm. this is pretty cool. Uh, generally, if I'm going to do this and I want to do it quick, I don't walk in with weapons. I walk in with two fireballs and just start hucking them because they leave okay. like puddles of fire. And you just, just start hucking them and poor rats are dying by the bucket load. Uh. It, it, it's a massacre in there. Um, you then walk through and you get to talk to the rat who sounds suspiciously like Anthony Hopkins to me. Uh, and you can join the rat bros if you want. Uh, also, another thing that you sadly can't really interact with now but uh also a very cool covenant idea you're basically playing macaulay culkin in in home alone and you set traps for people to invade your world and try to get to the end of it's super cool it's a really unique idea on pvp yeah um since that place is a dead end we now go through that one area that we have left where you have to unfreeze is it Oh, what's her name? Is it Mirabelle? It's something. Did you give the lady clothes or did you leave her standing in her skivvies? Oh, I gave her clothes. I gave her clothes. Uh, did you give her nice clothes? I gave her I gave the dorkiest her... things I have. Oh, I gave her like um, one of the boss armor drops, like one of the best. It's probably one of the best armors I had for armor, but I didn't need it. So I thought, I'm going to give her that because I thought... There must be something here, like, if I give her a better armor, she might give me something different. Nope. Nope. nope not at all. It's, just it's one of those things different. where you think you know what they're doing, and they're like, nah, dog, it's it's just yeah. for flavor. Um, yeah. Anyway, you continue on. You you say hi to your friend Ben Hart, uh, who's a real uh-huh. stand-up guy, and you run across the area that has probably changed the most. Like, uh, in the original base game, uh, first off, there was that giant basilisk there in in the middle of the area. So mm-hmm. he was terrifying. And then, like, you know how here there's not really a lot of enemies except for the invisible guys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, exchange all the invisible guys and then add plus two. And they were full of those lion guys. Like, they were oh, everywhere. Yeah, okay. mm. um, this is also where you run into Ornifacts and probably the first place you'll run into the Dark Diving Covenant. Um, the dark diving, I actually ran into him in Black Gulch. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a that's an odd one because you got to roll off and catch yourself on that lip and then go kill the two giants. Well, by this point, I think. But no, no, no. God, no, not at all. I think I googled it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, then, props to you for using a search engine. I know. Yeah, I mean, I did. I did my best. It wasn't actually. I wasn't googling for him. I had saw from the boss arena there was there was a heap of signs around the thing that just said here 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 oh okay cool 
and I looked down and there was a ledge and I, I went down and killed the giants. Got what do you get off the giants? A key or an eyeball or something, whatever you get off the giants. I then Googled and some it was just a throwaway comment somewhere that was like, remember and go and oh, you get the key to open up the door for him. That's yeah. what it is. So I got the key and I was like, what do I do with this? And it, there's a big stone door. That's how that happened. Well, uh, so not the first place you might run into the Dark Diving Guild. No. So never you mind. Um, this is unique in the fact that this has probably the only locked off NPC where if you don't have a certain item, you ain't talking to them. Mm. Um, did you did you manage to figure that out by yourself or was that... Did I tell you? I can't remember how you got that. Is that the... the is that... Okay, because there's two people you talk to here, isn't there? There's the guy up on the rampart bit, and then there's the big-nosed person down under the tunnel. No. There's uh, there's the crow lady that's in the basilisk pit. Uh-huh. Then there's Dark Diver Grandal, the, uh, the wheelchair captain. Oh, you're talking about the scorpion, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're talking about, the, you I... know, the one guy in this place. <laughs> No, there's a guy. There's another guy that you can speak to. I can't remember what he says. When you go up the tower and you can run across, there's a guy sitting up there somewhere. Yeah, it's Creighton. Oh, so it is. Yeah, right. I'm terribly sorry. Anyway. How dare you, sir. I know. So I spoke to the Scorpion guy. I can't remember. I wouldn't have figured it out by myself. Let's put it that way. Whether no, it no, neither did I. Or Google or anything. At all, I would not have figured it out. So there's a Scorpion. Scorpion Lord Thingamabobie. Yeah. Go with Tark. That sounds like a Star Trek name, though. Um, <laughs> you need a ring. You get a ring from the vendor, and I would nearly said Firelink Shrine. Shit. Medulla. Yep. You get uh, a ring uh, Medulla. Sweet Shell Core. Yep. Uh, you get it from the cat. Uh, you get it from the cat. You put it on, and you can speak to enemies. So I put it on. Spoke to the guy, forgot to take it off. Okay, so when you speak to the guy, he's like, go and kill my wife. I hate her. I've been trying to kill her for centuries, and I haven't been able to kill her, so go and kill her. That's basically what he says. But I forgot to take... That's a good impression. Thank you. I forgot to take the ring off, and you start to hear everything. So there's roaring Uh and growling. I thought this was like an in-game event. You know, like when Bloodborne, the moon changes and stuff? I thought that kind of thing was happening. I kept on looking up at the sky going, has the sky changed colour? Is this... No, it had the ring on, so you just hear folk going... You can hear... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whenever there's enemies nearby, you just hear... Um, Also, uh, the culprit of the most puzzling thing that can happen to you is that is... You play this game, you talk to Tark, you leave it on, you're like, okay, I'm done for the night, mm-hmm. and then you forget to play it again the next day or whatever, you got something to do. You come back, you're like, man, where do we, is all this noise coming from? Yeah. Like, that happened to me once, I'm like, man, I don't... But yeah, this was something that I had to Google at first, because I'm like, well, there's a dude there, and you can't mm-hmm. talk to him, and... um. I summoned him for the boss fight, so together we totally killed his wife, Scorpionus <laughs> Najka. Uh, yeah. He is a really cool summon because, well, he's half scorpion, half man, but he's pretty damn useless. Um, <laughs> turns out that's why he had so much problem killing his wife. He, he can't do anything. Uh, I really like this fight. I like the flavor of this fight. You walk in mm-hmm. and you just see this lady that's buried in the sand and you're like, oh, okay. 
you know, kill a sand lady. And then she comes up and she's got giant scorpion pincers and the tail yep. and all that. Um, did you have enough trouble with this to where you had to figure out the trick? Uh, no, I didn't know there was a trick. But um, the, the bit that I liked the most was the fact she had two scorpion stingers. You know, instead of just one. Which you can two. cut off, by the way. Oh, okay. Bummer. What's the yeah. trick? The trick is, you know, when she does her dig under and then pop out like she's the Diablos from Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, if you stand on the rocks, she can't dig under it, so she can't pop out under you. And that's the trick. Oh. Again, it's like tricks for bosses that aren't super hard. Yeah, yeah, she, she is definitely not hard. It's very, again, very telegraphed. Very, very cool. Like, I, I do like the boss. And yeah, yeah the, right. the design is super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, You know what? As a matter of fact, I say we start sticking ladies onto animals in real life as science. Ooh. We can stick dudes onto animals. We can stick ladies onto animals. The world will be super yeah. cool. Um, until you meet, like, you know, a platypus, half platypus, half man. Ugh. Oh. That ain't gonna be pretty. Especially if it's the bottom half of a man. Nah. Oh, God. No. <laughs> anyway, no. Dr. Moreau tendencies aside, uh, let's take a small detour to the Doors of Pharos, a an area that you can miss very easily. Because mm-hmm. you're just like, wait, I think I hear Gavlan. And then you just go up the stairs and you've already missed Doors of Pharos. I missed Doors of Pharos for a long time. And you didn't miss much, to be fair. No. You missed a lot of asshole dogs, some cool mm-hmm. elephant knights, and then a boss fight that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the Oh, sorry. Do you want me to? I was, yeah, I was going to say, why don't you explain the Royal okay. Rat Authority? Yeah, so, well, getting there is a, the rows of Faris. There's lots of Faris keystones and lots of holes to put them in. Some of them are actually traps. So the first one that I put in was a trap, and then I was like, screw you, I'm not doing that again, and footballed my way through the rest of the the, the thing. You enter a room, a a boss area, eventually, and there's a gigantic fox dog. Yeah, it's like some ratty, mangy rat dog thing. Yeah, something like that. It's the Royal Rat Authority, and it's a big thing that jumps down. There's a couple of wee dogs as well and which will fuck me up every time and the wee dogs i picked off the wee dogs and then the big dog is easy i've got it's one of those ones where you think is if you don't get overwhelmed you're going to find it a doddle no matter if it's the wee or the big dog um did he puke on you no oh he's got this yeah he does this really cool animation you know like when dogs puke and they're like their middle just arches and then he pukes and he pukes all the corrosive stuff and your equipment just breaks. And he can puke uh, on you. So, in other words, this guy's an asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did, with fist weapons, this was super tricky. Mainly mm-hmm. because of the little guys. Yeah, the big guy, he has a moveset that's reminiscent of a Dark Souls 1 boss. So, you're like, okay, I know what you do, but you little yeah. bastards suck. Oh. All right, Craig. So... Uh, As you can tell, uh, you may have fallen asleep, you may have been driven to madness, I don't know. But uh, we seem to be stretching out this conversation quite a bit, but I'm enjoying myself, so Mm -hmm. I think that we should call it here, and we will release a part three? 
like we did for Bloodborne, I think. Oh, yeah, um, I think we did. Yep, you're right. Turns out these games have a buttload of bosses, and they're fun to talk about. So, I'm not even going to do the usual outro. We will see you in part three, because hopefully, if all works out well, we're just going to release these all at once. If not all at once, very shortly after. So, thank you very much for listening. We will catch you in part three, which will start in roughly 45 seconds. 